Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. Joining us this morning are Mayor Mark Tall of Escanaba and Escanaba City Manager Patrick Jordan. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Well, let's start with the evaluation of the city manager. Yes. You went into executive session last night. What was accomplished? Well, uh, two weeks ago, the council decided that it was time for an evaluation of our city manager. And uh, each of the five of us then uh, filled out a form that uh, we have uh, put together uh, by our HR department. And uh, we answered the questions and uh, made some comments and passed them in to our HR director, uh, Kim Gustafson. She put all the answers together and uh, issued a uh, a summary uh, on a... uh, on a scale of uh, one is unsatisfactory and uh, five is exceptional. Uh, uh, Patrick got a, a number of fours, uh, excellent, and an average of 3.8, which I thought was pretty darn good. Uh, he's uh, uh, Some issues were pointed out that he'll be working on. Uh, one thing I've learned about being on the council is I always want more information. I want more communication. And I say it over and over again, and Patrick agrees and does, but you can't give me too much. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an area that is always uh, going to be showing up as, as an area that uh, he needs to improve on. Patrick? I try not to. Yeah, and the mayor is absolutely correct. Um, and that seemed to be the, the common theme last night, you know, in close session with the comments was just more, more communication. Uh, council members have to make decisions uh, and they don't want to make them by the seat of their pants. And I understand that. I try not to inundate people with just a barrage of useless information to read between the, the lines, you know, uh, try to try to condense it and, and give it to them in, a, in a, some type of format where they can really absorb it and not get inundated, not get overwhelmed with it. So that's, it's kind of a balancing act. What do you have down as what he did good? Well, uh, my main comment was uh, that Patrick does his job very well. Uh, I I especially have uh, liked his uh, ability to take action without direction. He was uh, rated uh, 4.0 on that by the five members of the council. Um, And uh, he was... He's just doing the job that we pay him for. Patrick, obviously the city runs with the advice of the uh, council. You're the manager that directs it. So yeah. when you hear that, being able to take or take a initiative without having to be handheld, I guess, through yeah. that process, what do you think of that? That's a, that's a good thing, but I've seen, I've heard horror stories of managers who take it a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to understand your place that you're you're an, you're still you're an employee here. You don't call the shots. The council is accountable to the public, and you you have to just I, I I call it maybe having a sense of an honest sense of self or a sense of humility and 
and going forth with that with that attitude, not thinking that it's all about you. You have to you have to get advice and consent from the council, permission from the council. Um, I want to be able to act because sometimes you have to act quickly in between council meetings. Um, but it takes, I think when you get to be my age, you, I've been around and you just kind of glean and you gather a little bit of kind of wisdom everywhere you go and you apply it as you, as you make decisions. How do so, you feel about how the city operates when you're looking at the staff and the ability to get things done that you want done? I, we, have a, we have a phenomenal staff. I mean, all, all every employee, uh, all my department heads um, are just so they're so capable. They make me look good. You know that's bottom line. And you know I, I love them. I just I love my people. Um, they don't teach you that stuff in in college or in, or in grad school to love your employees. But that's kind of how I feel about them. And and uh, um, uh, they made me uh, again. They make me they made me look good. As Just manager, job, you know. As manager, what do you focus on? The bigger picture, the um, the relational part of of this job, um, especially right now, uh, working on development and with uh, you know the, the old jail project or whatever it may be, or other properties and interests we've had in development and in trying to find. Uh, v- property that meets the needs of someone who was inquired about that's kind of what's going on right now and um in, in a list of interested parties also in in the jail project when that when when the 60-day notice you know, required notice is up uh we will be releasing an rfq rfp again mm-hmm. and there are i have a list of about seven different parties now that, that want to see it now so, the word's getting out huh? yeah, yeah yeah mayor uh where do you want him to focus on as manager, what would you, is he doing the right things there? Or do you want to see more focus on something else? No, I, I refuse to micromanage him. Uh, he and I speak just about every day about something. Uh, mostly it's me asking a question. Uh, something has popped into my head that uh, I want clarification on. And uh, he's always forthcoming with the information. Or if he doesn't have it, he gets it and gets it to me. I know he, uh, in talking with other members of the council, he does the same with them. Um, We're all individuals on the council, and uh, as I've said to them, uh, no one can teach you, no one can tell you how to be a city councilman. You do it the way you feel is right. And much of it is working with the manager uh, we do also work with our, the department heads, but our employee is the city manager, and everybody else works for him. Except and the clerk, right? The clerk and the assessor are also, by the city charter, employees of the council. We have, uh, over and over again, given to the city manager day-to-day supervision mm-hmm. over those two. But you're right, the, we also hire the clerk and the assessor, but uh, they're a part of the team, and that's how they operate. Uh, and I'm quite proud of uh, the employees we have. Do you do assessments on the clerk and assessor as well, or do you leave that to the manager? I've left that up to the manager. Okay. Uh, I've not heard any requests from others on the council to uh, change that. What happens now with this evaluation? Well, it's public. Uh, we uh, 
agreed last night following the closed session. Uh, that discussion uh, after the meeting, uh, after the closed session part of the meeting, we agreed to make this public, and uh, I'm handing you my copy right now. All right, thank you. So uh, uh, you may review that and uh, ask questions of me or of Patrick at a future point. How about compensation? Does that come up annually? or It does not. Okay. Uh, it, it's a part of the budget process, and uh, we'll deal with it in April. And then you use this evaluation based on that, or do you do it again? No, we'll use that evaluation and everything else in our relationship with the manager. And this is done every year? It can be done every year. I believe it's been two years since we did this, did the last one, but it could be done every year. Uh, again, it's up to the, the council co collectively mm -hmm. to decide. Just curious, Patrick, uh, at one point you were planning to leave to another position. You decided to stay. Two years ago. Yeah. What do you think of that now, two years oh, after the fact? I'm, I'm, I'm glad we stayed. I, I really am. I mean, we almost left and went, and went to Florida. And as much as I, I love Governor DeSantis down there, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be there during COVID and during all of this. And I'm glad to be exactly where I am. Um, I've known so many, so many cops over the years, county guys, state guys, and they're all, so many of them were, I'm, gonna, I'm retiring early and I'm going to the UP. And I'm going, I got here before I had to retire, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to be here. Of course, it's a little cooler this time of year compared yeah, to Florida. But fall setting in, winter setting good. in. My wife's not happy about it, but we'll be oh, I like fine. the seasons Me myself. Too. Me too. Uh, along with that, of course, comes uh, with the energy costs that the UP might need. And you are uh, dealing with the electrical rates. That might be a good thing for the well, community. Yes, we took the first step uh, on an ordinance uh, change, the electric rate ordinance. Uh, we are going to remove what is called the, uh, no, I'm looking for the right, uh, uh, energy, energy optimization. optimization. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That, that's the phrase. Uh, for the last uh, many years, by order of the state, uh, we've had to include a small charge to uh, everyone who buys electricity uh, from us, uh, a small amount per kilowatt hour, that is to go for energy optimization. Uh, this was a plan put together by the legislature, by, by Lansing, and uh, as it turned out, the uh, overhead costs were 60% of the money raised for this. So it was terribly inefficient. Uh, the law sunsets at the end of December, and uh, we have decided that we are going to also end this charge uh, on our electric bill. It's a small amount, but it's something. And uh, if we don't have to charge for it, we won't. And we took the, the first step last night. Uh, in two weeks, we'll have the uh, second hearing, uh, public hearing on this, and uh, I'm assuming we will take the, the action necessary to end this as of the end of the year. Which will be on the November 4th uh, meeting. Yeah. You're also looking at upgrading the uh, internet lines at both the city hall and public safety. Yeah, the wires that connect uh, everything uh, computer-wise within the building. Uh, the wires are older. Uh, there's been a uh, technological increase uh, uh, 
improvement in uh, this wiring system. And uh, we've talked about it for years, about upgrading the wiring. And last night we took the step to uh, hire uh, Heartland Business Systems to rewire City Hall and public safety. Patrick, what kinds of things did they have to do to get the project done? Run, they're going to run Cat 6 uh, network wire all the, way th- all the way through the building. They're going to do uh, drops at, at certain doors, just a drop that they'll leave in the ceiling. And at a future point when we want to put uh, key card access or, and that kind of thing into those doors, that the, the, the Ethernet's there to do it, the cable's there to do it. So um, if I use words interchangeably, please forgive me because I'm not a techie guy, but um, it's long overdue. It was on, it was on uh, Bob Richard's plate when I got here four years ago, four and a half years ago, um, and it hasn't gotten done, and costs continue to go up, and uh, COVID hit, and everything kind of stopped, and, uh, but Phil hasn't let, let it go. He's, he's kept it on, his, on the front burner, and so now we're going to do it. I don't know if you know this, but my wife was the IT person I when City that. Hall yeah. was built. Yeah. She wired the entire building herself. She spent days, so it didn't cost $72,000. It was mm-hmm. just part of her salary. She would go over as the yeah. crews were building the building. <clears throat> she was running the wire through the walls before the walls were there. So I, that's why I found this to be kind of interesting. Going back to the previous subject uh, related to that, um, Jerry Perkola, t- our Director, mm, electrical, electrical director. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, let me know, and I, I asked him to speak. He was going to speak to it uh, at council meeting that night, but uh, he had a couple other things on the agenda that he spoke to and didn't touch on this. He said, energy rates are going through the roof. Natural gas is going through the roof. Energy electric production is going through the roof. And for this council, and he said, and he gave Ralph Blazer the credit for it because he's the one that, that wanted to go, wanted to do it. Is we locked in for another additional number of years, and so we are we are locked at a really low rate as far as uh, buying power by the kilowatt hour, and uh, or megawatt hour we buy it, and uh, our residents are going to benefit for a long time from that as everyone else's prices are going through the roof. So that's a good thing. At least during that period. During that period, and then you'll 10 have years, to catch up. Yeah. Somehow, hopefully they'll come down. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of natural gas out there. You know, comes around. Yeah, they have so much natural gas on the on the slope up in Alaska. They can't even get it out of there. They pump it back in the ground and leave it there. Uh, there's just there's so much energy mm-hmm. in this country that hopefully we'll tap into again. And I know that that fund that you were talking about, Mayor, was uh, supposed to help out with energy efficiency or optimization. And I'm assuming that's the one where they help out with your building. If you need it, and I know that that's not no. the one. So is that's, that for the plants itself around here? This was to offer rebates uh, on the purchase of new of utilities, uh, new equipment uh, in your home. Yep, that's the one. Uh, and so we benefited from that did with, you? with the building downtown. But that was quite a few years ago now, and it made a huge difference because wow. one of part of the project was wrapping the pipes, mm-hmm. and it, and it was paid for completely and. So that made a, wow. a, a big difference. I don't believe that would be covered under this. That must have that been was a different, different program. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's more of a rebate program for Energy Star appliances yeah. and that kind of thing, I think. And But like you said, it was an inefficient program, and so that's why it, it is a benefit to the people paying the rates now to be able not to pay that amount. Yeah. Uh, but the optimization program is yeah. always a good one as well. And we're not uh, completely uh, throwing out the idea of energy optimization. What we want to get out from uh, is right. this terribly inefficient method 
that was uh, put together by Lansing to yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, the the group of uh, municipal utilities that we're a part of uh, with the electric department uh, are all faced with this same sunset law. And they are looking collectively at, at a way to replace it uh, at a much more reasonable overhead cost. And uh, should that be developed, uh, we're going to seriously look at that and, and may go back to it. But we want to make sure that uh, it's, it's a good idea and nobody likes this, uh, this current plan. Patrick, you uh, were mentioning, speaking of electric department, that your favorite item on the here was the backyard derrick oh yeah so what is that it's a it's a it's a a digger uh it's a almost not not exactly a bucket truck but they can use it to do to do heights with they can dig with it they can dig post holes with it they can access underground utilities above ground utilities in people's backyards it'll fit through a three-foot gate um there are so many easements i have an easement in my yard with with hot big poles going through it utilities yeah and um and but i know that my fence like well they had to work on they had to do something with a with a pole in my yard something blew something blew up there and they 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 couldn't get their truck down my easement because of the 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 big tall vinyl privacy fence that i have juts out i think a little bit and it makes it too narrow and i I told him i said you want me to take that section of fence down he goes no they go through the the country club gate and drive parallel to the fence, and they, they do the work from the other side of the fence. Okay. Um, but what this is, we're not buying this truck for me, people, please. <laughs> uh, but it's going to benefit so many people, and it's, it's mm-hmm. going to do a lot less destruction to their yard, a lot less restoration needed, and give us access uh, to people's backyard that have possibly encroached on the easement with bushes or sheds or gardens or something. Um, It'll make it much more peaceful to to do the work we need to do. And I remember about a couple of months ago, you were concerned about access. Yeah, we're, we're oh, yeah, yeah, and easements that have been encroached upon, you know, mm-hmm. over the years. And this will make it easier. Okay, Mark. Uh, last night at the Escanaba City Council meeting, uh, James Hellerman got up, who is your uh, chair of the Glads or the Escanaba Planning Commission, and asked for your resignation and Ralph. Blazer's resignation for the uh, what he's calling lack of transparency over the investigation, which you've talked about here. I just wanted to give you the opportunity to address it. Well, in recent weeks, the rumors have been going around about missing money. As I said before, the, an investigation is underway, and I've been told by the city attorney and the county prosecutor not to comment on the investigation until it's completed. It's been stated publicly that the amount missing is $29,000, not the 92 that was mentioned last night. There are those running to defeat me who want to make it sound like the city or the council did something wrong, and that is not true. The investigation is continuing, and I will continue to take my attorney's advice to uh, not talk about this any further. Who is John Bergman, right, city attorney? Our city attorney and also the county prosecutor. Okay. Patrick, anything you want to add? Not necessarily. I, I, I've i run for office before. I've held office before uh, in a full-time elected position in a bigger, a big community and very uh, volatile politically. And um, 
we always called the silly season, you know, right, the, the couple months preceding the election. And but this is the silliest I've ever seen. Why is uh, that? This kind of thing that happened last night was just completely uncalled for. Okay, uh, it's stuff that's that's brewed up, so to speak, uh, at the bar from people, you know, gossiping. And uh, it's it's a shame that I had to go, that the gossip had to go this far. Um, that's I guess that's all I have to say. I, I'm gonna take. You do the, understand though that there's concern about not knowing. Yeah, but but there's sometimes where uh, when we're told by our attorney and by the county prosecutor, there's an ongoing investigation. It's not to be talked about, um, and I think that was undermined last night. You were going to jump on that, Mark. I know that uh, things happen in town that our uh, public safety department is investigating, and I may find out about some things and be told that I can't talk about them. And I follow that advice because it's, it's good advice. Uh, we need to, we, we, we just need to let things happen, uh, let this investigation conclude, and then we'll be free to talk about it all we want. Mark Tall is Escanaba's mayor, and Patrick Jordan is Escanaba's city manager. I appreciate your time with us. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Music